I don't know about any of you guys, but uh, the time change really snuck up on me today, and I feel kind of out of sorts. Uh, my phone changed automatically, my watch changed automatically, there wasn't an alarm issue, but the issue was when I woke up, all the other clocks in my house were off, and so, like, I walk in, and the, the clocks in the kitchen are off by an hour, and I'm thinking, I've got all this time today, and I'm feeling great about it, and Jerry and I got out the door at a really good time, and I'm like, things are going, and she's like, are you guys, do you guys have your prayer time this morning? And I'm like, yeah, we've got, I've got like an hour until it happens. And she said, no, you don't. The clock's not changed. And so it kind of, I was like, oh, I guess I don't. But so this morning, I've kind of feel like I'm out of sorts. I don't know if I'm the only one, but I thought I'd admit that to you guys. Uh, before I start, and we'll get started really quickly, I do want to make a quick plug for the band group. Uh, for those of you that aren't social media people, band is the app for you. Okay, this band group really is going to allow us to uh, just do discussion. There's links on it on our Facebook on how to download the app and to get specifically to our group for Crosspoint Fellowship. But it allows us all the uh, discussion components of Facebook without all the frills and distractions of Facebook. Okay, so it's real straightforward. It's discussion and discussion only. Uh, for me, it's very beneficial because I am ADD and will find a squirrel anywhere I'm at. And so like if it's on Facebook, I'll find something else and 45 minutes later be watching videos of people slapping themselves in the face with a two by four, right? When I'm supposed to be discussing the Bible study. Band will not allow you to do that. Uh, not our band, the app band will not allow you to do that. It helps keep you focused. So if that at all is interesting to you, uh, it's a great way to kind of have discussion to see where people are throughout the week and to just kind of chime in whenever you get a few moments here or there. But uh, it will allow you to be connected to the study and to see kind of what everything's all about. So now to our topic for today. We are continuing our marriage series. Now, a lot of you are saying, hey, I'm not married. That's fine. Uh, as I've told you pretty much the entire time, this series will apply to you if you're going to be married uh, or if you just have relationships with other people of any kind, friendships, uh, working relationships. Uh, all this information that we get today deals, it's, it's relational information. So you, yes, apply it to marriage, but if you're not married, you can apply it to brother-sister. You can apply it to coworker. You can apply it to best friend. You can apply it to all sorts of things. So we're just going to be talking about uh, today, more than anything, love and respect. Now, we've talked a lot about the differences between spouses during this series, about the different way that we look at things. And it's no different with love and respect. And I mean like R-E-S-P-E-C-T, Aretha Franklin type respect, right? And we're talking about love, like the, like the, the love today. Okay, so we view these, believe it or not, very differently based on whether or not we are male or female. Okay, and again, I want to remind you, generalities, talking about general sense, not everybody fits this mold, but just generally as male and females, we look at these two subjects very differently. Um, and that's okay, okay? Remember our mantra, it's okay, it's just different. Fundamentally, our two biggest needs are different. For men, our biggest need, if, if you were looking at a list of one and then two, respect would be above love. Okay? That's not saying we don't need love. It's not saying we don't want love. It, it may be that respect is 50.1% and love is 49.9%. But for men, the majority of the time, respect is going to be above love. For women, it's the opposite. Okay? For women, it's the opposite. Love is the most important thing to them. We, funct we function differently. And uh, it's something that's innate within us. If you need an example, just watch kids. Just watch kids. Cordelia, uh, you know, and Winifred, they'll... they'll pick up a doll to play with. They have other toys. They have boy toys. They have footballs. They have, like that's, 
uh, thing. But, but like, right, they gravitate towards the dolls. They gravitate towards the thing. And they'll brush the hair and they'll wrap her up in a blanket and they'll put her to sleep and they'll look at me and go, shh, daddy, seeping. And I'll go, okay, Winifred, I'm sorry. Uh, right? And, and she's so nurturing and so motherly and, and she has her doll. Well, then you look at my nephews or even some of my children's friends and they don't have dolls. They have action figures, right? Because even from a very young age, they're still men. Uh, so it's action figures, not dolls. And they slam those things together and they're fighting and they throw them and they break and they shatter. And you just see the difference in how they interact. Cordelia, when she was little, and I mean very little, she, when she ate, she was spotless. There was no mess, right? We wouldn't have to worry about changing her. She didn't need a bib. She was dainty and she'd pick up each individual little piece and she'd eat it and she'd wipe her hands. And like, she hated being dirty. She hated being messy. My nephews come in, they're covered in dirt. They just dump the food on their head, hoping that some of it gets in their mouth. And by the end of it, they lick their dirt fingers. They're like, no, I'm going to eat it anyways, right? And so we just see from a very early age that that there's just a difference between some of the ways that we interact. Uh, You guys ever been to a barbecue, right? Where do all the guys gravitate towards? The grill. Only one person is grilling. There's only one guy, right? There's only one guy that's there that's grilling, but all the other guys have to gravitate just in case our help is needed. What if they need us to tell them to flip the burger? Like, are you, now's the time for cheese, right? We're there for pointers. We're there for, for tips. We're there for support because we, we want to earn our keep. We might be needed. And so we're going to stand there. Why? Because we want to be needed. Women will sit inside and congregate and have fun with each other and discuss and really be looking at us and look at all those idiots around the grill. Don't they only know there's only one person grilling, right? We just think about things differently. And when it comes to love and respect, that's no different. Uh, society today preaches that men and women are the exact same. Like they're trying to teach that idea. Little boys, little girls, you're the exact same. And it's not just about equality, right? Equality needs to be the same. I, I'm not preaching against that. Like men and women need equal rights. They need to be treated equally. They need to be paid the same. Uh, I'm, I'm all for that. I'm not, I'm not talking about that. But I'm talking about just as far as like gender roles go. We wanna, we're, we're trying to teach kids these days, you can be whatever you want to be. You guys are the exact same. You, and just naturally, it, it's typically not that way. It's typically not that way. And so we need to learn to understand those differences and love those differences and respect those differences and learn from those differences. And so today, as we talk about one of those differences and how we view love and respect, our verse for the day is going to be Ephesians 5.33. Uh, If you just want to sit in Ephesians 5, we'll be in there all morning. Ephesians 5.33 says, However, each one of you also must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. Men. We have to love our wives, okay? We have to love our wives. They crave it. They need love. They need love regularly. They want to know that you love them. They need you to show that you love them. You, we have to be loving towards our wives. Women will put up with a ton of faults if they feel like they're loved. You ever seen a girl who's dating somebody and you're like, what in the world are they doing with that moron? We've all been there. What are they doing with that more? And I'm glad Jerrica's not in here so you guys don't all like look at her. Oh, never mind. She just walked in. Well, you were out for most of the part, so now everybody's staring at her like, yeah, what are you doing with that moron? See? Set me up. Set me up. Right? Uh, we just wonder why. It's because she feels love. He disrespects you. He doesn't have a job. He's 43. He's still living in his uh, parents' basement, blogging about his ideals. He's abusive. Uh, he has footed pajamas on. Like all the things that would tell you, hey, this is not the man that I want to be with. But you know what? He loves me. He loves me. 
And I see this all the time with girls. They'll be in an abusive relationship, uh, an emotionally abusive relationship, and like you're just, hey, do you not see this? Like, do you not understand what's happening right now? Do you not see that he's treating you in a way that you don't deserve? Well, I know, but he loves me, right? Because for women, the most important thing is love. And if you can convince them that you love them, they'll put up with a ton of faults. Now, the goal of today's sermon is not convince your wife you love them so you can get away with all the dumb stuff that you do, okay? That's not what I'm saying. What I am trying to get you to understand is that women crave love. They want love even above respect. Meanwhile, us men, us big dummies, we can go without love, right? You can tell us, I don't love you right now. And the question we'll ask is, yeah, but do you respect me, right? I don't love you right now, but do you respect me? We want to know that you respect us as husbands, as fathers, as providers, as leaders, as grill masters. We want to feel like the things that we think are important, you find important. That's how guys tick. We like love. Don't get us wrong. But it's more importantly that you respect us. It's more importantly that you respect us. There was a study of 7,000 people, and they were asked during conflict, when you and your relationship or just in life experience conflict, how do you feel? Do you feel unloved or do you feel disrespected? 83% of men said that when conflict occurred, it was because they felt like they were being disrespected. 83% of men felt like in conflict, they were disrespected. Meanwhile, 72% of women said that when conflict occurred, it was because they felt unloved. Is that everyone? No. But is that the majority? Yes. A lot of times the issues that we have in our marriage is because as men, we don't feel like we're being respected. And as women, we feel like we're not being loved. And then we enter what uh, Dr. Emerson Egerix, I can't pronounce his name, uh, what he, he calls the crazy cycle, right? The, the crazy cycle. And this is what the crazy cycle is. As men, when we feel disrespected, we withhold love from our spouses, you can apply this anywhere in life. As men, when we feel disrespected, we withhold love from the people that are disrespecting us, right? And as women, when we feel like we're not being loved, we withhold our disrespect, or we withhold our respect, sorry. And so we go in this circle, right? Men, we're not going to love our wives until they respect us. Women, they're not going to respect us until we love them. And we go round and round and round and round, and we never get anywhere, except for in a complete puddle of misery, a complete puddle of misery. In this crazy cycle, it happens in almost every relationship because naturally we are inclined to behave this way. Ephesians 5.33, uh, again, when he tells us, however, each one of you must love his wife as he loves himself and the wife must respect her husband. Paul is commanding us to do things that naturally we are not inclined to do. Okay, naturally, we are not inclined to do these things. Two different things happen for men and women as we mature. As men mature, they go off on their own. They become isolated. They've proven that they can live life. They can provide for themselves. They can be conquerors. We withdraw from relationship. Women are the opposite. Okay, They start out really independent, and then as they mature, they, they go towards community. They go towards relationship. And so we're fighting these two opposing forces where women are coming this way and men are going that way. Women ever feel like that? Ever feel like that? So men, I'm going to talk to us first. How do we break this crazy cycle? Well, first, we have to love our wives. But we can't forget what was commanded to us earlier in Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5, 23. 
For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body, which he is the Savior. See, we're supposed to be leaders. Now, we need to interpret this verse correctly because this does not give us dominion. This does not give us rule. This does not make us conquer of our wife. It is just calling us to be leaders in our household. We're supposed to lead us into a positive direction. So when we're in this crazy cycle, men, guess what? It's on you to break it. It's on you to be the leader. It's on you to say, hey, even though I don't feel like I'm being respected very well right now, I am going to love my wife in spite of that. I'm going to step out and do what's right because I know that that's what's right. That's what this verse is talking about. Good leaders inspire people to follow them based on the merit of their actions. On the merit of their actions. Man, if you want respect, love your wives. Whether respect is there or not. If you want to move towards respect, you need to love your wife in spite of anything. You, I, listen, I, you may be able to give me a really good list, a really justified good list of why your wife does not deserve for you to love her. And you know what I'm going to tell you? Sorry about that. Love her anyways. That's what I will tell you. I'm not saying that those things don't need to be worked on. I'm not saying that they don't need to be improved. I'm just telling you that step one to get past those hurdles is to love your wife. That's step one. That's step one. Goes on to tell us in verse 525 in Ephesians, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. We have to sacrifice ourselves from a leadership position. Wife needs to be number one. We don't need to worry about uh, the justification, right? We don't need to worry about the justification when it comes to your lady. Well, I'm going to love her because her actions have justified that that's the case. She has done right by me, and so that's why I love her. No, we're not worrying about that. We need to love her because of her position. She is our wife. She is our wife. And I can tell you one thing, I know this for a fact, men, that if one of the two of us in the marriage relationship have sacrificed, I'm going to say that 99% of the time, if not 100, it's the wife. Your wife sacrifices to be with you. Hate to break it to you, you're just not that great. I know, I'm not either. Right? In pretty much every relationship I've ever seen, I, I do weddings a lot. Every time I marry somebody, I think, man, this lady is really sacrificing to marry this man. <laughs> I remember when I'm standing there waiting for Jericho to come out, and I believe it or not, I was crying. I know I don't ever cry. I'm not emotional, but I'm crying, and I'm thinking, what an idiot she is. I can't believe she fell for this, right? Like, like she's really making a sacrifice here. Well, hey, guess what? From that point, from that point where they agree to be unified with us, it's our job from that point on to be the sacrificial lamb. It just is. It's our job from that point to put her first. From a leadership position to lead, to step out and to say, hey, you're number one. I've got all these things I want to do, but if that doesn't fit inside of the concept of us, they're not going to happen. Because you have blessed me with your hand in marriage, and so I'm going to make sure that I put you first. She's the queen of your castle. Be the man she needs, not necessarily the one she deserves. Be the man she needs, not necessarily the one that she deserves. The Bible has commanded these things of us because, like I said, naturally, we're passive. 
right? Eve ate the apple. You ever notice who gets the blame for that? The sin of man? Eve, she ate the apple. She ate the apple. Go back to Genesis 3 and read it again. Eve ate the apple. Goes, meanwhile, her husband was right next to her. That's what it says. The man was next to her. So it's not like she's like off by herself and she eats this apple and she brings it back and is like, hey, try He's with her. And she's like, hey, should we eat this? You know what he should have done? No. Slapped it out of her hand. Don't do it. We were told not to do it, right? But even from that day forward, we still make our wives make decisions on where we go to eat. We still do, right? From that point forward, Adam let Eve eat the apple, and we still make him make the decision on what to eat. Even if we know it's bad for us, even if we know it's not what we want, hey, where are we going? I don't care. No, you have to care. You have to make the decision. Men, naturally, believe it or not, we don't want to be leaders. We will lead other men, but when it comes to our relationships, we don't want to be leaders. We just want to be along for the ride. We just want things to be peaceful and coexist, and we don't want to have to make decisions. We want you to make the decisions. But in Scripture, we're called to do the exact opposite, to fight against our natural inclination to take a back seat. Be a leader. Men, today, here's your assignment. You decide where to eat for lunch, okay? You decide where to eat for lunch. I'm going to say this again, not like I haven't said it about 12 times, but women need to be loved. Men, do you realize how much pressure is put on women by our society? Take a step back. Take a step back for a minute where we think about how hard our life is and how much we have to work and we actually have to get up in the morning and take the kids to school after Jerrica's already got them all ready and done everything else. And I literally have just kind of sat in the bathroom for 45 minutes, <laughs> right? Not really doing anything other than catching up on the sports from the day before. Have we really sat down and thought about how hard that ladies have it? Culture has placed so much pressure on them. You need to be the perfect wife. You need to be the perfect wife. You have to be the perfect mother. Meanwhile, you have to be the perfect employer, the perfect business person, or the, the perfect this, the perfect that, the perfect friend. And you need to do it all while, while wearing a size zero and looking like Giselle. Right? Like There's so much pressure on women to be absolutely perfect. Are you relieving your wife of that? by the way that you love her. You need to be letting your wife know every single day that she is loved. And I'm not just talking about saying it. Okay, I'm not just talking about saying it. Because I've been around relationships where I love you is said all the time and it means nothing because there's no actions that back that up. We need to be loving our wives in a way that tells them, you are perfect to me that you are the perfect mother and you are the perfect wife and you are the perfect employee and you are perfect for me. We need to relieve some of that pressure by the way that we love them. Build her up and take away that pressure. Women, talk about you now. Wives must respect your husbands. Must. In my notes, I put that in all caps. Must respect your husband. It's a command. It's not like, hey, only if they deserve it or when they have a really good idea because that doesn't happen a lot, right? You must respect 
your husband. This works the same way. For you, you guys are fighting your natural instinct here, right? Because respect does not come easy from a woman. You ever seen a woman-to-woman relationship from, from the outside perspective? How hard they are on one another? Because it takes so much to earn their respect. Because they've got it all together, right? I'll give you an example. Last night, uh, I'm not, I don't want a bunch of tears because I got this last night and I don't want to freak out. But the first case of coronavirus has found its way in Missouri. Okay, if you didn't know that, it's happened. Woo! Right? Like there's viruses every day. Flu just killed a million people yesterday. Calm down. Right? But coronavirus, we're afraid of it right now. Well, the first one came, and I, I simply reading, I'm laughing, and I go, it's here! And Cordelia just burst into tears. And I don't mean like little bitty trickle down. I mean like they're falling off of her face. They're, and just, she's beet red. And Jericho's like, you are an idiot. And she's right. <laughs> and that moment, I'm sure it was very hard for her to not be more disrespectful than that. But I had no idea that that reaction was coming from my daughter. I didn't have a clue. I was in the dark. So then I had to spend like the next few minutes trying to, to resolve and, and to make things better. Even when we do stuff, stupid stuff like that, we still need you to respect us. Because women, as I said, they don't respect easy. It just doesn't happen. The reason that Paul commands women to respect their husbands, hear me on this, and men, you can get offended all you want, but I've come to find out that this is true. The reason that you find it so hard to respect us at times is because you are just so incredibly more competent than we are. And we talked about this in the series, how like your brain is and everything's connected and everything goes and, and how that can be a negative, right? And men have boxes. Like we can think at one for one thing at a time and move our boxes around. Well, hey, in this instance, this is where it flips on its head. We talked about how it can make you not be able to shut your brain off and emotions can run away. Well, it allows you to be a lot more competent of a human being too because we can't focus on more than one thing at once, right? Like my box last night, I was thinking, oh, coronavirus is here, not my daughter is going to freak out. Those are two separate boxes. And so women are just more competent than us. There's no other way to say it. Jericho will be with the girls, right? They are guaranteed to have a full, solid, uh, just completely balanced day. They, first of all, they get full meals, like with a vegetable or a fruit and a protein and like all the things that you need uh, with a drink and napkins and silverware. And... Um, They'll get a chance to express themselves artistically, whether that be through drawing or painting. They will be read to. Uh, they'll play a game. They'll do a puzzle. They have pretend play. I stay at home, and, and Jerrica goes through the list, right? They need a fruit or vegetable with lunch. Please read to Winifred. Just be engaged. Just, like, pay attention to them. Actually be with them and uh, watch them. And I'm thinking the whole time, isn't that what TV's for? Like, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse pretty sure does all of this, minus the food, but we got a whole pantry. It's like Winifred can reach the fruit snacks. We're going to be okay, right? And, but, I, but, but I don't say that. I'm just incredulous. I know these things, Jerrica, right? Like, I'm not dumb. I'm a parent. Meanwhile, I'm thinking, I'm like taking notes. All these things are really good things that she's saying. Because <laughs> I don't know these things. I'm not that competent. I've raised a kid to be seven, but really Jerrica's raised the kid to be seven, and I'm just there rooting her on. I do anything she tells me. I try to be helpful, but like, I just don't think about everything. 
And I'll forget this stuff. Here's a dry box of macaroni and cheese. Find out a way to eat it, right? Like, like that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. If it was up to me, our kids would end up looking like the kindergartners from the, uh, the cartoon Recess. If you don't know what that looks like, just Google it. Okay, just Google it. But like, they, they're like war paint and tribal wear and like loincloths and pitchforks. Like, that's how our children would end up. They would be a really strong force, okay? You wouldn't want to mess with them, but they would just be wildlings. Now, here's the thing. My wife doesn't ask me why I'm an idiot. Last night, she just told me I was an idiot. But, but she doesn't sit there and say, Paul, why are you so stupid? Like, why do I need to explain these things to you? A lot of times, she's like, I'm, you know, I really appreciate that you tried, which is just a really nice way of saying you're a big idiot who failed. <laughs> right? But she's very nice about it, and she's very respectful about it. I really appreciate the effort that you put forward. Hey, maybe just next time we can do this. We can do this. It's really a, a thanks for trying. Husbands, you need to understand that your wives, to earn your wives' respect, it takes a lot. It takes a lot. And a lot of times, it takes them dropping their brain off at the door to just say, I am going to respect this man because he's my husband, regardless of all the tomfoolery that's going on right now with this child of an adult human being. It's just really hard for them to dish out the respect. Here's the thing. Don't let it discourage you. Don't let it discourage you. Instead, rise to the challenge. Instead, rise to the challenge. Let it inspire you to be that much more, right? To be what she needs. And we need to understand that as we're, we are combating these two things, women, it is not natural for your husband to be loving and to put others first. It's just not. We're simple creatures. We think about food, a couple other things, and we are on our way. It takes a lot for us to deny self just naturally and be the husbands that God calls us to be. But husband, that doesn't excuse you for not being that person. And husbands, you need to understand that for your wives, they really do have it all together. Like, if they could find out a way to procreate without us, we would die off. If they could fertilize their own egg, we wouldn't be here anymore. They don't like us that much. Okay? We need to understand that we are combating these two things, that naturally it is harder for a woman to respect. Men, our currency is respect. Right? We start out usually in relationships as a, in a place of respect. Now, if you give us a reason not to respect you, we can go there pretty quickly. But we generally start out from a place of respect. Women don't. And that's fine. It's not wrong. It's just different. It's not wrong. It's just different. So we need to understand these differences in our relationships. And hey, we can apply this stuff to whether it's a a boss-employee relationship, if it's a friend-to-friend relationship, it's co-worker relationship, this information still applies. But we just need to understand these differences and not try to squash them out, not try to act like they don't exist, not try to act like we're the exact same, because that's when we get into real trouble, because we're not the exact same. And when we can learn about these differences and start to, to, to really hammer home an understanding of how we tick differently, then respect men 
becomes a lot easier to come by. And love, women, becomes a lot easier to receive or to get. Let's pray. God, I come to you right now. I thank you for this day. Lord, we just lift ourselves up to you. In every relationship that we have, when we have relationships that involve the opposite sex, God, we need to understand that we generally, naturally just tick differently. And so we can't always treat everything uh, the way that we would want it to be treated. We can't think about things the way that we would necessarily think about them because we've got a completely different being on the other side who is going to think about things differently and going to prioritize differently and, and just look at life differently. So God, we need to understand this. Men, Lord, make us bold in our ability to love our spouses, to not think about justification for why they may or may not deserve what we're doing. Just let us love. Let us love first and ask questions later. For the women in the room, Lord, help them to put aside that thing that, that, that's, that's preventing them from respecting their husband in the way that he needs and just help them to declare that respect to their husband daily. Lord, we need different things. We, we, we search out and seek out different things. Help us to see in the end that that is how you've made us and that when we can figure these things out and when we can work from the stance of knowing these things that really there's something beautiful and harmonious that, that can happen in our marriages. And that in the end, we can meet that goal that we've talked about all series of, of being unified like Christ in the church. God, help us to work on ourselves. Help us to work on the issues as well that are preventing the love and the respect from being shared. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.